the first letter to Timothy by the Apostle Paul these past few weeks. Hemos estado cubriendo la uh, primera carta o epístola a Timoteo de parte de Pablo estas últimas semanas. And we're going to go ahead and focus on the last chapter this uh, afternoon or this morning. Y vamos a enfocarnos en, la, en el último capítulo esta mañana. Some, some very practical things that we see here. Muchas cosas prácticas and at the same time profound y al mismo tiempo profundas para nuestra vida espiritual. Um, you know, if uh, by this time you haven't noticed that though this epistle is written to a pastor, the principles that you find here are applicable to anybody within the body of Christ. Amen? Yes? Uh, si no se han dado cuenta, aunque estas son cartas que se escribieron a un pastor, los principios aquí se aplican a toda persona que es un creyente, un discípulo de Cristo. Así que voy a brevemente leer el capítulo. I'm going to read the entire chapter just really briefly. I'm only going to read it in English because we don't want to take too long with both, with both languages. Uh, lo voy a leer solamente en, en inglés. Si usted lo quiere buscar, primera de Timoteo, capítulo 6. Uh, léalo conmigo en español. I'll read the whole chapter in English. It says, all those who are under the yoke as slaves are to regard their own masters as worthy of all honor, so that the name of God and our doctrine will not be spoken against. Those who have believers as their masters must not be disrespectful to them because they are brethren, but must serve them all the more because, of the, because those who partake of the benefit are believers and beloved. Teach and preach these principles. Remember, he's talking to Timothy here. Le está hablando a Timoteo. If anyone advocates a, a different doctrine and does not agree with the sound words, those of our Lord Jesus Christ, and with the doctrine conforming to godliness, he is conceited and understands nothing. But he has a morbid interest in controversial questions and disputes about words out of which arise envy, strife, abusive language, evil suspicions, and constant friction between men of depraved mind and, uh, and deprived of the truth who suppose that godliness is a means of gain. But godliness actually is a means of great gain when accompanied by contentment. For we have brought nothing into this world and we cannot take anything out of it either. If we have food and covering with these, we shall be content. But those who want to get rich fall into temptation and a snare and many foolish and harmful desires which plunge men into ruin and destruction. For the love of money is a root of all sorts of evil and some, by longing for it, have wandered away from the faith and pierced themselves with many griefs. But flee from these things, you man of God, and pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, perseverance, and gentleness. Fight the good fight of faith. Take hold of the eternal life to which you were called, and you made the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. I charge you in the presence of God, who gives life to all things, and of Christ Jesus, who testified the good confession before Pontius Pilate, that you keep the commandment without stain or reproach until the appearing of our Lord Jesus Christ, <clears throat> which he will bring about at the proper time. He who is the blessed and only sovereign, the King of kings and the Lord of lords, who alone possesses immortality and dwells in unapproachable light, whom no, no man has seen or can see, to him be honor and eternal dominion. Amen. Instruct those who are rich in this present world not to be conceited or to fix their hope on the uncertainty of riches, but on God who richly supplies us with all things to enjoy. Instruct them to do good, to be rich in good works, to be generous and ready to share, storing up for themselves the treasure of a good foundation for the future so that they may take hold of that which is life indeed. O Timothy, guard what has been entrusted to you avoiding worldly and empty chatter and the opposing arguments of what is falsely called knowledge, 
which some have professed and thus gone astray from the faith. Grace be with you. Amen? Amen. I want to focus first on those first two verses. Quiero enfocarme en esos dos primeros versículos in regards to the instruction that is given to those who are under the yoke as slaves to, um, to masters in those days. Quiero enfocarme en, en lo que dice Pablo en referencia a los esclavos. Now, to us, in our modern world, it doesn't fit in our heads, right? No cabe en nuestras mentes hablar acerca de la esclavitud de esa manera a nuestras mentes modernas. You got to understand that Christianity arose in a social setting where slavery was commonplace in those days in the Roman Empire. La, el cristianismo se levantó en medio de un um, estado social donde la esclavitud era común en esos días. There were some 60 million slaves in the Roman Empire. Había una cantidad de 60 millones de esclavos en el Imperio Romano. And these slaves came from all nationalities, ethnicities, everywhere. Y estos esclavos venían de toda nacionalidad, de toda uh, etnia, um, as a result of maybe wars, uh, como resultado de guerras, or because some of them uh, had a debt that they had to pay. Algunos tenían una deuda que tenían que pagar, and they would give themselves into slavery, se, se entregaban a la esclavitud. And so, I want, I want us to have this before we go into the practical instruction. Quiero que tengamos este entendimiento antes de entrar a la instrucción práctica de esta escritura. When we read the word of God, guys, listen to this very carefully, please, because we can get into all kinds of disputes, especially with the kind of environment we're in in, in our, our country nowadays. Podemos meternos en todo tipo de argumentos, especialmente con el, el ambiente que tenemos en este país. But when we read the word of God in its context, cuando leemos la palabra de Dios en su contexto, we are going to realize that the goal is spiritual transformation first. Nos vamos a dar cuenta que la meta es transformación espiritual antes que todo, before anything else. Spiritual transformation is the goal. In other words, God's priority, some of you might get offended by this, but it's okay, there's a lot of that going on these days. Algunos tal vez se van a ofender, pero está bien, mucho de eso está pasando ahorita. God's priority is not social justice. La prioridad de Dios no es la justicia social, but the salvation of the soul and a transformed and changed life. Pero es la salvación del alma y una vida transformada, which as a result is going to love and honor God and treat others with love and respect. Y como resultado, esa vida transformada va a amar y a honrar a Dios y va a tratar a los demás con respeto y amor. Are you realizing this? Do you realize how this can take so much dispute and anger even among the church away? ¿Te das cuenta cómo enfocarnos en esto puede sacar todos lo los pleitos que hay aún dentro de la iglesia? Because that's not God's priority. Esa no es la prioridad del Señor. I've always said this when I've been in a job that I don't like. How many of you have been in a, like, a job that you really don't like? ¿Cuántos han estado en un trabajo que de veras detestan? And Lord... Move me somewhere where I can see your spirit moving. We get all spiritual, right? Señor, muéveme a donde yo pueda ver tu presencia y tu espíritu que se mueva. And I came to find this out at, a, at, a, at an early age. Y me di cuenta a una edad muy temprana that God is not as interested in changing your environment as he's interested in changing you. Dios está más interesado en cambiarte a ti 
que cambiar tu, 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 uh, tu lugar donde estés. Because a transformed life does awesome things, guys. Una vida transformada hace cosas tremendas, hermosas, parte de Dios. Así que ahí está la fundación de, este, de, de estos, esta escritura. There's the foundation of these two first verses so that we don't get scandalized by what it says. Para que no nos escandalicemos por lo que dice. How do we transmit this to our modern life? ¿Cómo transmitimos esto a nuestra vida moderna? We've heard it before. How many of you raised your hands just a few seconds ago that you had, you've worked in places that you don't like? Muchos se levantaron sus manos uh, testificando de que trabajan en lugares donde que no les gusta. But you know what? God is calling you to honor whoever is managing your work in that place. Pero Dios te está llamando a honrar la persona que está manejando tu trabajo en ese lugar. Amen? Some of you are thinking about your boss right now and you're probably like grinding your teeth. Algunos están pensando en su jefe ahorita y se quieren sacar los pelos de la cabeza. But God is calling us to honor those people who have a position over us. <clears throat> Paul tells Timothy to instruct slaves to honor their masters, both believers and unbelievers. Pablo le dice a Timoteo que instruya a los esclavos a honrar a sus, uh, a sus uh, uh, dueños, aunque sean creyentes o no. Why? ¿Por qué? Because their attitude in life is a witness and testimony to the gospel. ¿Por qué? Porque su vida uh, y su actitud es un testimonio al evangelio. He says, so that the name of God and our doctrine will not be spoken against. Dice Pablo, para que en el nombre de nuestro Dios y nuestra doctrina no sea blasfemada. Dios está interesado en cambiar a personas. God is interested in changing people, guys. Amen. The church's priority is to proclaim the, mass, the message that transforms life. You cannot legislate the transformation of the soul. Did you hear what I just said? You cannot legislate the transformation of the soul. And by that, I'm not telling you you're not going to get involved in or have your, your, your civic duty of voting and doing what you have to do. But legislation is not going to transform a soul. And that's what people do not understand. We can force a little child to sit in a corner and that child in his head can be saying, I'm still standing up. Podemos forzar a un niño a que se sienta en una silla castigado y él en su mente dice, estoy sentado, pero en mi mente estoy parado. And that's what happens. It's got to start from the inside. Amen. Let's go to verses 3 and 5. Versículos 3 y 5. Are you, is your stomach making noises yet? No? Okay. If anyone advocates a different doctrine and does not agree with sound words, those of our Lord Jesus Christ, and with a doctrine conforming to godliness, he is conceited and understands nothing. But he has a mind, I'm sorry, he has a morbid interest in controversial questions and disputes about words, out of which arise envy, strife, abusive language, evil suspicions. And constant friction between men of depraved mind and deprived of the truth, who suppose that godliness is a means of gain. As in the first few verses in chapter 1 in 1 Timothy, Paul is warning, against, warning Timothy against those who oppose the sound words and the doctrine of the Lord Jesus Christ. De la misma manera que en el capítulo 1 de Primera de Timoteo, Pablo 
está a, aconsejando a Timoteo a que tenga cuidado con la doctrina que no va con las de Jesucristo, lo está haciendo aquí una vez más en estos versículos. He's doing it again here in these verses. In, in verses 20 to 21, right here in chapter 6, Paul warns Timothy again about staying away from squabbles and vain arguments. En los versículos 20 y 21, Pablo le, le, le dice a Timoteo de que se, se aparte de donde hay Uh, discusiones uh, que no tienen sentido, que no van a llegar a la edificación de la gente. The teaching of the word of God, guys, listen to this. La enseñanza de la palabra de Dios should encourage and exhort people towards godliness, which is the fruit of the spirit. La palabra de Dios enseñada debe de animar y exhortar a la gente hacia la santidad, que es el fruto del espíritu. What does Galatians 5:22 and 23 say? Que dice Galatas 25, 22 al 23. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. Dice capítulo 5, versículo 22 y 23 nos describe el fruto del Espíritu. <clears throat> the teaching of a doctrine that is opposed to godliness brings about the works of the flesh. La enseñanza de una doctrina que está opuesta a la santidad va a dar resultado a las obras de la carne. Look at verse 4. Look at what happens. These disputes, what they create. Mira lo que estas disputas en, en el capítulo 4 uh, crean. Envy, strife, abusive language, evil suspicions, constant friction. It sounds like the works of the flesh, doesn't it? Soy como la, la obra del, de, de, de la carne. You know that talented preaching, excellent musicianship, active work in BBS, being at all the church camps is not the fruit of the Spirit. Did you hear what I said? Talento en predicar ser un excelente músico, trabajar constante en la escuela bíblica de verano, ir a todos los campamentos, estar bien activo en la iglesia, no es el fruto del Espíritu. It's not the fruit of the Spirit. And many times we confuse those. It is the reason why Jesus at one point is going to set aside the sheep and the goat, right? En algún momento Jesucristo va a apartar a las cabras y a los y a las ovejas. But didn't we do this in your name? Didn't we do that in your name, Lord? Pero no hicimos esto en tu nombre, Señor. No hicimos aquello en tu nombre. Depart from me. I never knew you. Apártate de mí. Nunca te conocí. There was no relationship. There was no connection. No había relación. No había conexión. And we got to be careful with that. Tenemos que tener cuidado con eso. Because many times we can go ahead and get involved in just curiosity, interest, and club membership of the church without submission to the word of God. And that type of attitude without submission is very dangerous for your soul. Muchas veces podemos meternos en actividades, estar ocupados en las cosas de la iglesia, pero no estar sometidos a la palabra de Dios. I want to skip to a, something that is very, very important to kind of tie everything up here without taking too much time. Quiero brincar a una parte muy importante 
para poder amarrar todo de lo que está hablando aquí Pablo sin tomar mucho tiempo. <coughs> y dice, and it says in verse um, 11, after Paul has talked about wrong doctrines, uh, wanting material things more than anything, To, to Timothy, después de que Pablo ha, le ha hablado a, a Timoteo acerca de doctrinas malas, de estar metiéndose en argumentos, acerca de amar las cosas materiales más que otra cosa, he says this in verse 11, dice esto en el versículo 11. But flee from these things, you man of God, and pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, perseverance, and gentleness. Amen. And then after gentleness, he says, fight, <laughs> but not against other people. <laughs> fight the good fight of faith. Take hold of the eternal life to which you were called, and you made the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. I found Paul telling Timothy a couple of times to flee and run away, right? He encontrado que Pablo le dice más que una vez a Pablo que huya de ciertas cosas. First, he tells him to flee from youthful lusts. Do you remember that? Le dice que huya de las lujurias juveniles. And now he's telling him again to flee from these things and to pursue something else. Y perseguir otra cosa. What does that look like? ¿Cómo se mira eso? What, what kind of intensity is found in that type of attitude? ¿Qué tipo de intensidad se encuentra en esa, en esa, esa actitud? The first thing that came to mind was one time when I was eight years old, or nine. Ocho, nueve años de edad, me se me vino una, una situación en mi vida. I was walking through my neighborhood by myself. I don't even remember why I was, what I was doing out by myself in my neighborhood. No me acuerdo por qué estaba yo caminando solo en mi vecindario. Y de repente, suddenly I turn around and this dog is just staring at me. Loose dog. Y un perro suelto me está mirando intensamente. Now, remember, I'm a, I'm a short guy. You know, I'm a, yo soy un poco bajo. I'm not very tall. So when I was eight, I, was pro I probably looked like I was six. Cuando yo tenía ocho años de edad, tal vez me miraba como que tenía seis. I don't know if that dog was a chihuahua or what it was, but it looked huge to me. Yo no sé qué tipo de perro era ese. Si era un chihuahua, pero se miraba grande. And he started, as soon as we locked eyes, he took off after me. Y en el momento que nos vimos a los ojos, salió corriendo detrás de mí. Guys, I fled like there was no tomorrow. Yo salí corriendo como que no había mañana. Era un, I was an athlete. I was Hussein Bolt. I don't know who I was. And I saw, I turned around and I saw the dog's mouth on my leg here. Y me di, me, me, me volteé y vi la, la, la boca del, el hocico del perro así cerca de mí. And I said, that's the intensity that we have to flee these things from. Like if it's a dog attacking us, a beast. Not in fear, but knowing that it's not going to do us any good. Remember that scripture says that the, the, the devil is going around like a lion, trying to see who's going to, who he's going to devour. La escritura dice que el enemigo está como un león rugiente, tratando de ver a ver quién va a devorar. We have to flee from these things. We have to go ahead and Take active, act, we have to take action in fleeing from these things. When something comes on TV that's not appropriate, maybe we should flip it over, shouldn't we? 
Cuando algo que sale en la televisión que no es apropiado, tal vez deberíamos de cambiarlo, ¿no? It doesn't do us any good. No nos hace bien. If there's an environment you find yourself with, with your friends or at work, or that is not doing you any good and it's influencing you, you got to flee from that. En un ambiente donde no te está haciendo bien con tus amigos o donde sea, tienes que salir huyendo de ahí. And then it says, pursue these other things. Y después dice, ve tras estas cosas. All I can think of is a helicopter and a whole bunch of police officers chasing after a, that's, that's the picture that came to my mind. They're right on it, hot pursuit. Pero lo único que pude pensar es la policía y un helicóptero uh, yendo detrás de un, de, un, uh, uh, de un ladrón. Pero ahí, that's how we have to pursue righteousness. Just stay right on it. What are you doing to pursue these things, guys? ¿Qué están haciendo para perseguir estas cosas? Is it just making money all week long? Working your 40, 50, 60 hours a week? And then wanting to relax at home? Estás solamente trabajando 50, 60 horas a la semana y nunca pones tu tiempo espiritual. It's not just coming here to church, guys. This is just almost just punching in and out. No solo sentarte ahí donde estás y escuchar a alguien. What are you doing when you go outside these walls to pursue these spiritual things? Para perseguir estas cosas. It's not, it's not enough here, guys. It's not enough here. And what's going to happen is if you do not take the steps to be that disciple outside of these walls, The works of the flesh are going to be manifest in your life before you know it. Si no tomas el tiempo para buscar al Señor fuera de estas cuatro paredes, las obras de la carne van a manifestarse pronto en tu vida. Así. Guys, that's not what God wants for us. Eso no es lo que Dios quiere para nosotros. Especially in the times we are living right now. Especialmente en los días que estamos viviendo ahorita. God is warning us. You know why God is warning us? Because he loves us. ¿Sabes por qué Dios nos está dando caución? Nos está avisando. Porque nos ama. Because he loves us. And he's going to keep doing that. And speaking to our lives. I'm going to tell you right now. I could go over here and speak uh, a message of positivity to you. Puedo estar aquí para hablarte un mensaje de pensar positivo. Well, you know what positive thinking is? You know thinking of the things of the Spirit. This right here, the Word of God. ¿Sabes qué es pensamiento positivo? Esto aquí. Y muchas veces no te va a gustar lo que te dije, te va a doler. And many times you're not going to like what you see here. It's going to hurt you. It's going to make you feel uncomfortable. That's good. Eso es bueno. If it's making you feel uncomfortable, if, I, if I'm stepping on your toes, si te estoy pisando los callos, it's because conviction is coming to your spirit the word of God and that's what's necessary for a transformed life y eso es lo que es necesario para una vida transformada amen